1: It's time to stop making excuses. The peace of mind you get after a colonoscopy is worth it. It's the best way to prevent and detect one of the deadliest cancers. In fact, your doctor can remove precancerous polyps during the procedure if necessary. That's right, before it even turns to cancer. No buts about it. Get a colonoscopy at 45 and follow up every 10 years or as recommended by your doctor. Find a location or schedule now at avera.org slash colon.
2: Okay, welcome to the show. I'm Ben Kitzel. Finally, Marcus Parks, he left me for a week. I'm back. He was gone. I'm back, okay? I didn't know what to do. Uh, Everyone on the... uh, I'm Ben Kissel. That's Marcus. You know us. Yeah. Um, Everyone on the Facebook page said, Ben, are you suicidal? Are you depressed? I said, no, that's just how I am without Marcus. (laughs) What is wrong with you assholes? If if you don't have the Marcus laugh backing up everything I say, then it just comes across like the truth. You know what it is? You know what it is, Marcus? What? It's Garfield minus Garfield. (laughs) It's just if you ever if – if I'm sure that people know this, but if you just Google Garfield minus Garfield – Uh, John is the saddest man on earth. Yeah, without Garfield. Yeah,
3: because you realize that you know Garfield is the foil for John. But but then on the other hand, like at the end of the day, you realize that he's just talking to a cat. Right. I'm the cat. You're the cat.
2: (laughs) Marcus is the big chubby cat that loves lasagna, (laughs) and you do love lasagna. I do love lasagna.
3: I do really love lasagna.
2: Everybody loves lasagna. (laughs) Uh, So let's see. Um, So you were in Texas. You had you had an interesting week. I Uh, really did. Yeah. How is Texas doing as a state as a whole?
3: Uh, I mean, the cattle market's
2: in the shitter, but other than that, it's okay. You know what's so interesting? Explain to the uh, explain to the audience what you explained to me about the cattle market. I really had no idea how intertwined it was with corn. Well, all agriculture
3: is completely and totally intertwined. See, what happened with the cattle market in Texas is that uh, corn prices went down, so all of the cattle farmers in Kansas started feeding all of their cattle corn, mm. and because the cattle got so fat, because uh, cattle prices aren't dependent on number... At, like, like. Like the head of cattle that you have, it's more dependent on weight. Right. So since the cattle were so fat in Kansas, it drove down the price of cattle everywhere else.
2: So they just, they ate themselves out of the business. Yeah. It's insane. So if we were farmed, you would only need 10 Kissels, (laughs) but you need like 30 Marcuses walking around, but you got the same amount of meat. Yeah, exactly.
3: So it doesn't matter how many Marcuses are wandering around. You got 10 Kissels, it's going to fuck up the whole batch.
2: That's right. (laughs) That's what they say about me. He fucks up the whole batch. (laughs) Get rid of the guy. Uh, And so that was cattle talk. (laughs) That's exciting. We haven't had cattle talk in a long time. I know. Not since the last time I went to Texas. Always got to come
3: back with a farm report. Yeah,
2: That's right. (laughs) That's good. So the state is the state is in good shape, good condition all around. Did you get a sense of the election? You know, obviously, we do have a little isolated bubble here in New York City. Obviously, we're traveling around a little bit more now with last podcast on the left. Seen parts of the country we yeah. didn't, hadn't uh, seen previously. Anything uh, that you want to report back about the general election? It looks like it's going to be Trump versus Hillary, although Bernie staying in again until the convention. And if Hillary's smart, she puts him on the ticket. Because I don't see uh, how she wins otherwise. But uh, what do they think about the election?
3: Uh, Hatred for Hillary, contempt for Trump.
2: Okay anything
3: uh, with Bernie uh, with Bernie everyone's cool with him uh, and for the most part everyone uh, the old like every once in a while the whole socialist thing comes out uh, right but that's just you know a scare word and that's mostly something among old people mm-hmm. uh, it's, like it, you get a feeling that if someone lived through the Cold War if like they lived through the Cuban Missile Crisis right. then socialism is the worst word you can possibly say because it's close to communism right uh, and what people really have if someone is an actual rational Republican that mm-hmm. they hate Trump. My father hates Trump. Really? Like he absolutely hates him in every way possible.
2: He doesn't think he's funny?
3: (laughs) What is wrong with your dad? I did actually there was actually one time when we were watching uh, the news and my mom and they said coming up next Donald Trump and my mom was about to change the channel and my dad said hold on I want to see what he said.
2: You He's know, the Howard Stern of candidates, He's <laughs> yeah. the limbo of candidates. Yeah. He
3: hates him, but he always wants to hear what he said. Yeah, uh, and people like I would say like more, you know, not necess- like uh, hate Republicans. You know, people mm-hmm. who really go onto the Republican Party because they've really gotten onto this hate train that the Republicans have been riding. Uh, kind of yeah. starting on, uh, they've been they started with Reagan, really ramped it up during the Bush years, and over the last eight years of the Obama presidency, they've really ratcheted that shit up. Sure, uh, it's the it's the fear, like it's people that are really. To Republicans, because it's the party of fear now, uh, mm. and those people love Trump.
2: Uh, well, I mean, I would have I would have to argue the Democrats are also stoking some fear. I mean, you look at Hillary's well, rhetoric against Bernie.
3: Absolutely, I'm definitely not saying that the Democrats uh, are not ratcheting it up as well. But you know, it's just because you know one is doing it doesn't mean that the others not. They can definitely both be guilty.
2: They can both be guilty here mm-hmm. in America. <laughs> that's very interesting. So yeah. good, good reports all around. Everyone's excited. <laughs>
3: Oh, everyone's definitely, uh, (laughs) I I would say uh, they definitely have a little bit of fire under their ass about this one. Uh, Uh I try to avoid talking about it too much
2: when I'm back home. Well, I think it's a great thing, though. It's nice that people are engaged and motivated and pissed off if they want to feel pissed off. At the very least, they're paying attention. Yeah, they should have been paying attention for the past 30 years. Otherwise, uh, maybe if they were, we wouldn't be in this situation. But they didn't, so we're here with <laughs> living under a potential Presidente Trump. I can't wait. It's going to be exciting. Uh, so let's see. We don't have the numbers in from Kentucky. That's where the Democrats have a primary today. And, and Oregon. And Oregon, yes. And the Republicans and Democrats are both in Oregon. So just Kentucky for the Democrats, Oregon for the Republicans, and the Democrats. We're recording a little bit early, so we don't have any numbers in. But uh, we do have, what is it now? It's um, Nate Silver's 538, which mm. has been notoriously wrong this election cycle because at the end of the day it's a a social science which relies on the on the notion that people are rational (laughs) so uh, the whole thing is shattered I mean his algorithm is just completely ruined because Trump has brought so many new voters into the um, into the electorate that they just did not account for whatsoever and no one knows what people are thinking
3: no absolutely not there's so many irrational people hopping into this thing uh, that Nate Silver oh boy I mean he is sweating this entire
2: primary I love it I mean what was that primary that he at Michigan right oh he got he's got most of them wrong yeah absolutely no they've been going against Trump the entire time. And now he just he has come out and admitted uh, admitted he's just everything that they want to say is correct. They are just reversing it and just saying we're just going to say that, uh, you know, everything that we, all the numbers, whatever the numbers are saying, we're just going to go the opposite way because that seems to be the truth now, (laughs) which is so bizarre. Uh, But uh, do you have some of his predictions for Kentucky and uh, Oregon? Well, what he thinks
3: is that uh, Oregon, Bernie's probably going to take Oregon by a fairly wide margin. Uh, Kentucky is a bit of a toss-up, but it looks like Clinton's probably going to come out on top because Kentucky has uh, a much higher black population than Oregon does. I'll
2: tell you, man, she is losing massive amount of inroads with the black community they are completely dare i say woke that's a that's a hip term i was told that's a hip term it's a super hip term they're right on now. fleek which by the way i found out that fleek it just came from a chick describing her eyebrows on instagram yep that's where it came from yeah you didn't know that no i didn't know that <laughs> i had to talk to my friend dulce last night and i was like what the fuck is fleek you know and then she's like white man let me teach you and then i just, I, I can't it, it went crazy yeah. just an instagram thing that's it all right so, uh, Kentucky, I could totally see that uh, going the way of a Michigan, though, mm-hmm. going the way of uh, of a Wisconsin.
3: Yeah, it absolutely could. Uh, but that's what they're saying. It's like, you know, Kentucky, the last time that uh, Kentucky was pulled a couple months ago, Clinton was up on Sanders 43 to 38, but two months is an eternity in this election.
2: Yep, absolutely. Those numbers are completely invalid at this point. God knows people are paying more attention than ever, and now they actually think that Bernie has a shot. I wish they would have thought of that a little bit earlier. So yeah. then, and myself included. Yeah. I have to include myself in that group. All right. So what about the Republicans? Uh,
3: the Republicans? I mean, it oh, has to be Trump. Yeah, it's just Trump. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's gone. right. Yeah, yeah. What am I even asking that for? <laughs> Good Good God. God. You know, I did see something interesting in the airport when I was flying back. Uh, oh. Cover story on The New York Times. Uh, it was, I mean, total hit piece. It was all about Bernie bros.
2: Oh, OK. What was that?
3: Uh, well, it was just talking about, I mean, it was pretty much making out Bernie supporters to be just horrible, misogynistic yeah. uh, pieces of shit. Uh, they were like, well, they hurt Bernie's chance in the upcoming election, uh, yes. and really painting most Sanders supporters uh, as just horrible monsters uh, that hate everyone who right. isn't, uh, I guess, a, a white, somewhat libertarian.
2: Well, you know, if you're a white dude and you have an ab, then everyone's an, just like, he's racist. An ab? An ab. Just one <laughs> ab. That's I all got, it takes. Then you're a bro. I got abs. But you're a bro. Oh. And you also like Bernie. You're a Bernie bro, technically. <laughs> So I can't uh, I can't even associate with you anymore. <laughs> it's not good. It's all bullshit. The New York Times has been all over the map in this election cycle. They just tried to do a hit piece on Trump, talking about uh, how terrible he is to women. The irony is, Trump has put more women in, in positions of power in the real estate business, which was absolutely unheard of in the early '90s, late '80s, than any person uh, ever has. I mean, and that's true. I mean, his you look at his company; they have promoted more women than any real estate company in history, and uh, the the entire article that they worked six months on I forget the name of the people uh, that wrote it they wanted to be Woodward and, Woodward and Broomstein? Bernstein. Broomstein sounds better. It's Broomstein. Well yeah, I like Broomstein better. It's
3: history. We. It's history. Yeah.
2: You can't change it to Broomstein? <laughs> no. Ah right. Yeah, that's fine. It seems like something like a Bruce Springsteen but he plays the mop. He's Broomstein. All right. So they wanted to have their big moment, and it just went nowhere. The article completely fell flat, and it's actually helping Trump in the long run.
3: Well, six months ago, would that be around the same time as bleeding out of her, whatever?
2: Yeah, roughly. Yeah. So- we still don't know if she was.
3: <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what they started is that, you know, he yeah. started doing the bleeding out of her, whatever. And I guess the New York Times thought that they had a, a piece of gold with that one.
2: Well, okay. Let's correct the record. He was. Later on, on a television program, Trump said he might have meant nose. He might, he might uh, yeah, she might've... was bleeding out of her nose, whatever. I mean, how did it, whatever. Oh, so, you're telling me he forgot the word nose? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know what the guy forgets, Marcus. <laughs> I don't know what the guy remembers. He's a presidential candidate and he can't come up with nose on the fly. Hell, you know, <laughs> whatever. It's fine. He will be sitting down with Megyn Kelly tonight, actually, on Fox News, which will wow. be interesting. Good for her. Yeah. Oh, she's just absolutely crushing it. Speaking of big interviews, uh, here on uh, what is what? Is, which one is this? Able and stop at? That's right? what it is. Yeah. Uh, we got. To, we're interviewing Gary Johnson on Friday, a Libertarian candidate for president. So look out for that episode. It's going to be big. So yes. Yeah, so the hit piece on Trump, the hit piece on Bernie, they're so in the bag for Hillary. It's ridiculous. Ugh, everyone is just completely transparent taking all that goldman sachs money she's just she has all the elites on her side it's really remarkable to see so let's go into some vp picks that will help hillary and help trump so what does hillary have to do she needs to get that grassroots left wing uh of of the democratic party engaged and they need, she needs to get them out to vote for her right now they hate her yeah they hate her more than they hate trump they are because it's it's coming from the inside. The, the phone call is coming from inside the house. The murderer is in the bathroom taking a dump. I don't even know what the murderer is doing. I don't even care. But that's why the Democrat, they, they see it. You know, When when it's one of your own, it's, it's more disheartening.
3: Absolutely, and especially after what happened in Nevada. I mean, Nevada Ugh. is really uh, – I mean, that's soaking some fires. People are pissed about Nevada, and right. rightly
2: so. For those that don't recall, uh, that was – we had Nomiki Konstan. She is a big Bernie supporter. Um... And she was discussing some of the filthy practices that the Clinton administra- or the Clinton campaign was doing in Nevada, basically um, tricking people into uh, what's up? I'm talking about last. I'm talking a few days ago. Oh, what happened a few days ago?
3: Oh, you didn't hear about this? No, I did not. Oh my god! The during the Nevada caucuses, um, they uh, at the actual like convention, um, the first of all, the uh, oh. Democratic National Convention yeah. changed the rules right before uh, in favor of Hillary Clinton. Okay, uh, and what those changes those rules. Did is that it essentially? I mean, there's, it's very complicated. But what it essentially did is that it gave Clinton uh, delegates that were expected to go for Bernie. Oh. Uh, and even though people on the floor were calling for they were calling for recounts, they were calling for a recall of the rules. Pretty mm-hmm. much, the Democratic Party stonewalled all of these people. Hmm. Uh, pretty much ignored them. Uh, they one of I think one of the people in charge left uh, under police guard. Brought. Actual Sheriff's Department uh, police officers in uh, turned off all the lights and turned the music all the way up to try to get people to leave.
2: Like they're trying to get answers from a prisoner at Gitmo? (laughs) Good God. I mean, it, it, it was, wow. a, out of
3: everything that's gone on, is, I mean, it was, mm. a, because a lot of the mm. other stuff, the Hillary Clinton stuff, it's behind the scenes, but right, this right. was being, I mean, this is blatant in your face. I mean, it was the biggest fuck you mm. that the Democratic Party could have possibly done to Bernie Sanders supporters.
2: Well, we have been swearing a lot on today's show, but that's okay. It's I've a, been in Texas for a week. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I've been swearing too. I just feel loose-tongued. Yeah, loose-tongued today. Eh, why not? Who cares? Uh, that's very interesting. I was not aware of that story. Awful. Uh, what kind of music were they playing? Was it Chesney or what other kind of music I, is there? Other I don't than...
3: actually know what kind of music they were playing, but uh, but it was uh, it was a madhouse. That's what wow. I was saying. Uh, I think you know people are talking about riots uh, in Cleveland at the Republican convention. Yeah. I think the riots are coming from the Democratic side. Yeah. I, I think the Democratic convention is going to be. I mean, it's definitely not going to be you know uh, when the MC5 played back in the '60s, uh, sure. but it is going to be ugly without doubt
2: well the democrats the dnc convention has a history of riots yeah. they have the biggest one in history for the most part i would say chicago right yeah I mean, that's what i was talking about that's the worst one chicago beautiful city beautiful city thanks for
3: absolutely beautiful city don't
2: try the malort i can't i'm not talking about malort anymore i like the malort i know you do we talked (laughs) about it on so many episodes already uh all right so let's go through some potential vp picks for hillary let's just assume she has the nomination even though theoretically she could lose out in every single state up to uh up, up to um july and uh She'd still win because it's proportional uh, delegations. So, mm-hmm. all right, who does she, who does uh, who are they saying? Uh, this is from uh,
3: DailyCaller uh, The seven possible choices that they list. Uh, first of all, Elizabeth
2: Warren. All right, now okay. this is why I don't think it's going to be Elizabeth Warren. First of all, her policies are much more in line with Bernie's. Mm-hmm. Second of all, Hillary doesn't really need help in the Northeast. Third of all. Um, She is a obviously a Democrat, a Democratic senator. This is very, very sensitive, the balance of the Senate right now. There's a Republican governor in Massachusetts. So if she does run and she does win with Hillary, then they'll put a Republican in that seat, which I don't think is a, a very good thing for the Democrats. Absolutely not. Next up, Julian Castro. Julian Castro. I mean, obviously – so what does Castro get – Hillary., uh, he gets the Hispanic vote. You get some Hispanic vote with Castro. He's very, very young, extremely in, uh, inexperienced. I don't see exactly how he helps her in uh, you know in in the southern states, which I suppose don't even really matter. Maybe he could help her out in like California and places like that. but I see the guy speak. He is completely non-engaging. I, I, he's a symbolic choice at best, but okay. Sherrod Brown out of Ohio. Now he is also a sitting senator, right? Uh, And of course, there is—he's a a sitting senator, I believe, correct? And and obviously, Kasich is the uh, is the Ohio governor. So again, you have a situation where a Republican would replace him. And Sherrod, I mean. He's got pockmarks all over his face. (laughs) I I don't know what the hell happened to the guy, but we'll see. I mean, again, I don't think that she needs someone from the establishment, and he is the establishment choice. Absolutely. And there's uh, Virginia Senator Tim Kaine. (sighs) (laughs) He is so unbelievably boring. He ran in 2008 uh, uh, as well. I mean, he got no traction whatsoever. He is as just a just a sad basic white dude and again i don't think he engages the left that she's going to need i don't remember him at all no one remembers him.
3: 2008, he ran?
2: He ran in, well, 2007. I'm pretty certain. You can Google it and see, but I'm pretty sure that he was in that uh, in the early stages of that primary. A yeah, long yes. time ago. long time ago. Uh, New Jersey Senator Cory Booker. Cory Newark, we have a friend, uh, Gordon Baker Bone, and he's a, he's a great comedian, and you should come to New York City and watch him perform. He lives in Newark. He's been robbed twice in two weeks. Yeah, Shotgun. Both times, Newark is falling apart. Everything that um, Cory Booker, who, by the way, is gay. I mean, I don't know why he just doesn't come out of the closet. Uh, He's eaten his sexuality. The guy's gained 50 pounds. He's huge, (laughs) for crying out loud. Um, But, you know, I don't see him. You look at Newark's record. Again, she doesn't need help in New Jersey. Mm -mm. And Newark is it's burning. It's burning down. Yeah, it it's is. doing awful. So I don't know. I think he's. A, I think he's a waste.
3: Yeah. Not only that is that you know Hillary does not need a, She doesn't need help with the black vote either.
2: No. And I mean, yeah. I. I do. I have to say, I think Trump is going to st- take a lot of the black vote away from her. But that's for another time. I
3: don't know. Right now, they're. Uh, he's being viewed unfavorably by nearly ninety percent.
2: Yeah, but they don't like to like. It's 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 hip to be bad. <laughs> Is that right?
3: Uh, you're thinking it's hip to be square. Oh, that's I Huey, see. That's Huey Lewis in the news. You oh, just, yeah. Uh, you just named the opposite of the black
2: community. <laughs> oh, I see. That's right. Man, what a time for whites. Remember when we had like a bunch of like pop culture influence? Yeah, 1980. We ruined all that.
3: 1985, 1986, they gave it to us and we fucked it up. Oh, man.
2: Maybe pocket protectors could be cool. Probably not. Secretary of Labor, Thomas Perez. Okay, I don't know anything about him.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I, I really don't know anything about that. He's progressive. He's uh, Latino, speaks Spanish fluently. Uh, he uh, that that says there's been much worry recently on the left that Trump could get union support. Sure. Uh, because, of course, the, the blue-collar workers love Trump, uh, and they think that if they get Perez in there, then maybe Perez can get the union back on Hillary's side. Okay. Yeah, and
2: then there's uh, the huge wild card, Al Franken. Yeah, we talked about Al Franken before on this show. I would absolutely love that, but again... I don't think she needs help in the, uh, you know, in those Midwestern, well, she might need help in some Midwestern states. I don't think that Franken really represents the Midwest that well. No. Uh, he's Minnesota. Minnesota is funny.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they,
2: I, they don't even have legalized weed, but every time they vote, you think they're stoned. I mean, there's just, who are they elected? But Franken would be a funny choice, a Clinton-Franken election uh, a, a duo. That would be interesting. And I will say, Al, he's a, he's a snarky dickhead. Yeah, he is. And he would be a good pit bull. But you wonder if he can be taken that seriously on a VP ticket because, you know, one, a heartbeat away from the presidency, President Al Franken. I kind of think, think. I think that's I worse than President it. Trump. <laughs> that is worse than Trump. A President you Al Franken. President Stuart Smalley. Well, I do want to be told I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. Yes, I would enjoy that. Yeah. But no, can you imagine President Al Franken? Yeah. I mean, he's an improviser. Yeah, yeah that's what we need. We need a reality star. We don't need a sketch actor.
3: Yeah, Do we? what do you want? The Apprentice or uh, like the best? some of the best years of Saturday Night Live?
2: Some of the best years of Saturday Night Live. Okay, I understand. Although The Apprentice does do better in the numbers. Yeah, it does do better both in the Both on NBC. Numbers.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Very important.
2: Both on NBC. <laughs> (laughs)
3: It's the common ground that they can find, right? Right. Uh, Well, that the big the big worry among uh, Hillary Clinton uh, or Hillary Clinton supporters right now is the Never Hillary movement that's kind of going on in the Bernie Trump camp. Uh, And if you get somebody, because you believe that Hillary has to put. Bernie Sanders on the ticket.
2: I think that she absolutely does. I mean, you look at the exit polls. I talked about this on last week's episode out of West Virginia, which is a unique state. It's very coal miner heavy. And Hillary literally told coal miners to their face she was going to get rid of their jobs, which that was an interesting strategy. (laughs) Uh, I never heard of such a thing in my life. But uh, 44% of them uh, in the exit poll said they would vote for Trump instead of Hillary if Bernie does not get the nomination. So you even mm-hmm. cut that in half uh, with nationally. Um, I, I think there's a massive wave of people that would go over to Trump and not support Hillary. If she does not put Bernie, I think she has to put Bernie on the ticket. And it's not that impossible. I mean, you go back to what McKinley used to do, with, with what he did with Roosevelt, and you go back just as, as recently as 1979. Watch old Demo- or Republican uh, debate footage in the Republican primary of 79 between HW and Reagan, they hated each other. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and Reagan was a laughing stock. Yeah. I mean, this was his third time running. They're like, this actor is still at it. He's a moron. Reaganomics are the dumbest thing. He called him, vo- uh, HW called him voodoo ep- uh, economics. Something do economics. Yeah. Something do, to- <laughs> voodoo economics. And I mean, the whole thing was, I mean, he they hated one another. And of course, they joined forces to have I mean, 12 years of power. Yeah, that uh, Combined. Completely. So I mean, so it really could happen. It would rely, I think, solely on Bernie Sanders um, if he does, because he is, at this point, they have been fighting one another every single day for a year. Yeah. They hate each other. And their campaigns hate each other. And their supporters hate one another. I mean, we just had the actor, uh, did you see that story of the Wire actor? Yeah. Um, Wendell Pierce? He just got into a fist fight with a Bernie supporter. They were at a bar, 3 o'clock in the morning. He supports Hillary. This guy supports Bernie. He ends up beating up the guy's girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, that's where we're at right now. It's been so long, uh, this campaign cycle, which... Which I do believe we should go to what the Brits do in just 60 days. Yeah. Because people are just at their wits end. And violence is is real on, on all sides now at oh, this point.
3: I remember in 2012 the fatigue that we got. Well, I think we got pretty – I think it was around August that we yeah. first started showing signs. And then by October, the only that – you're just waiting for an October surprise. There wasn't an October surprise last election. No, not really. No, not really at all. And that's what we were hoping for. Like, all right, give us some juice here, man. Give us some juice. Yeah. By the time November twenty Twelve comes around. It's just fucking. I'm. You're just
0: done. Well, two thousand. You're just happy. It's over.
2: Yeah, 2012 was a uh, was a fun year because we got to discuss Newt, yeah. who we'll discuss here in a second as a possible VP choice for Trump. And I got to meet um, Newt Gingrich's campaign manager. He's always on Red Eye. He's a really nice guy. Now he's a Hollywood producer. Let me try to find his name here. Um, but m- do you remember the moon colony? Of course I remember the moon colony. That, that was, was my favorite thing about Newt Gingrich. It was the best thing that ever happened. <laughs> It was the greatest. Um, Anyway, so after South Carolina, that was the most exciting thing because we had Newt Gingrich, who was really doing very well. I spoke to his campaign manager. We talked about this on a a few shows ago. Callista, Newt's wife, hated children. (laughs) And so his campaign strategy after winning South Carolina. By the way, he only worked with Newt's campaign for two weeks before they made him the head of it. And he was just like, now you're the head of it. The guy had never done it before. Uh, Millsap. His name is M- M- Millsap. Millsap. That's his last name. Okay. Uh, and so, uh, you know, so so Newt got to go and, you know, discuss the moon colony and all that stuff. And their strategy after South Carolina was to not have him show up in public anymore. They were like, you won. Now shut up. Because the more people get to know you, the more they hate you. And that was really all we had. And then Paul Ryan getting added to the ticket for for, uh, Mitt was kind of exciting, I guess. Yeah. Uh, But no, I mean, this cycle, I mean, it shatters all of that.
3: Yeah, it really does, this cycle. And then once we get to the general, it's going to get even worse. I mean yeah it's right now it's pretty contentious uh, because you kind of have you you have sort of a three-way fight because Hillary's trying to pivot to Trump as hard as she can she's trying so hard to pivot to Trump uh, and Bernie is focused completely on Hillary yeah I mean he's focused 100% on her uh, and trained in you know and I don't think and and this is an interesting question to ask or something to think about is do you think that Bernie Sanders is going to turn into a Nader do you think that if he does not win or get put on the ticket is he going to do uh, the third party thing and just pretty much hand it to Trump on a silver platter
2: I don't think he will do the third party thing because he wouldn't be registered to be uh, on the uh, ballot in a, in any state like if I mean for example like at least te- like Texas a week ago you had to be registered third party in order to be on the ballot so most really? states are like that so, oh okay um, so he wouldn't be able to do that but uh, you know I was talking about this on John saying show where does he stay in long enough to become the villain Or do people just continue to love him to the point where Hillary becomes the villain and he becomes some sort of, you know, truth telling sage that is trying to save the nation? Yeah. But, you know, I mean, if he stays in until the convention, I just don't see Hillary's campaign. I'm sure that they're already talking with one another, but I do not see uh, her campaign respecting him enough to put him on the ballot. Uh, as the VP, if he stays in until the convention, because it is going to completely screw over her financially, and her message is way off base right now. This is not what she wants to be talking about. No, she wants to go to the center, and she just absolutely cannot. And Trump is flanking her from both sides. I mean, she is in a very precarious position right now.
3: Yeah, and Trump is saying, I mean, and he's still getting away with every everything. He's getting away with saying everything. Is that what did he say uh, when someone asked him about a policy, like specifically? He's like. You know, it's just a suggestion. It, anything, that was like the, that anything was the... he said. Anything that I say is just a suggestion, a and suggestion. he gets away with that because now yeah. he can. Now he's laid the groundwork where he can, no matter what he says, if somebody refutes him or tells him he's an idiot or completely. It's just a suggestion, it's just Marcus. A su- it's just suggestion, and that's the thing. Is that it? it? Just tells you, he just has no idea what's going on.
2: He does know what's going on. That's why he has <laughs> the second most votes in primary uh, history. Of course, Hillary Clinton has the most votes in primary history. Trump has. the a record for the GOP with most votes in uh, in history, but of course he was running against 17 people yeah. for about seven months. Hillary's only been running against one. If those 17 people did not exist, Trump, or, you know, if he was running a two, three-party uh, race this entire time, he would have 50% more votes than she has right now. Yeah, I'm certain of it. But yes, they are just suggestions, Marcus. <laughs> the immigration ban, uh, his immigration plan is just a suggestion. suggestion. His Muslim ban is a suggestion. A suggestion. So that's good. <laughs> Those are good things. I like, you know, he's just, you know, the thing about Trump is he's just spitballing. Yeah, that's what he's I really want president. I want public spitballing. Oh, come on, <laughs> spiderweb your ideas. <laughs> Write what you, he wants the presidency, so he wrote it in the middle of the paper. And then he's just spiderwebbing, you know, ideas, spitballing out there. And he's creating a hell of a net, Marcus. Yeah, I know he's creating a hell of a he's, net. He's caught four million new voters yeah. in that beautiful suggestion. <laughs> The suggestion candidacy of Donald Trump. Brilliant. So let's go through some of his possible VP choices. Well, one person
3: that believes he might, should be a nominee, kind (laughs) of spilled the beans a little bit. Oh, no. (laughs) Spilled the beans? Oh, yeah. Yesterday, uh, Ben Carson spilled the beans just a little bit as far as who the possible uh, Trump VP nominees could be.
2: I know. I have to say, I've met Ben Carson now. There's a photo on on Facebook I put in a comment section. I've seen it. Yeah. And he is <laughs> nice guy, very nice guy. I-, I cannot believe, I'm stunned, that he is picking the VP or he is in charge of picking the VP for Trump.
3: He- <laughs> it's a
2: bizarre choice. I mean, right?
3: It's very bizarre. Okay. No, you get the outsider for the outsider to pick the outsider, the insider. I think the he's outsider just gonna-
2: for the insider. He's probably going to pick that girl's brain that he fixed.
3: <laughs> yep, uh, you said John Kasich, Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, Sarah Palin, and Chris Christie. I'm guessing Chris Christie.
2: There is no way in hell it's going to be Chris so? Christie. You don't think so? Why would Trump? Trump is already Christie times 10. <laughs> he does not need Chris Christie. And of course, I don't think, again, Trump doesn't really need help in the Northeast either. It's going to be really competitive uh, in New York and things like that. So I do not I do not see that happening. I could see him getting, he needs to get a woman, and I'm thinking the, uh, uh, jo- Joni Ernst. Joni Ernst. Joni Ernst. Google her, Marcus. She is a very successful lady. She's out of, I believe it's Iowa. And uh, she is absolutely crushing it right now. And uh, he needs, I think he needs to get a non-white dude or a chick. Yeah.
3: I mean, John Kasich has said no way in hell. Uh, yeah,
2: Kasich is busy now.
3: Yeah, uh, Sarah Palin, even Sarah Palin has said she, she, know she's, at the, she is at the first time this is her showing self-awareness for the first time in years uh-huh. where she's like, I don't think I'd help out.
2: No, she wouldn't she's out of her mind. If you listen to Sarah Palin speak re, uh, recently, I mean I, I think she had a stroke or something. I, I think know. I mean maybe she's just a raging alcoholic. She is a raging alcoholic. She's That's a, exactly what it is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So Joni Joni Ernst, she's a senator from Iowa, you know, like like many Midwestern women, you would think she was a lesbian if she didn't hate gay people so much. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. Yeah, bird woman. Bird woman and of course former governor of Arizona Jan Brewer. they're tossing her name around now she has she makes Ann Coulter look like uh, you know full (laughs) Makes her look like she actually has, uh, you know, some meat on her bones. uh, I
3: mean, more like she makes Ann Coulter look like she has a soul. I mean, both of those women seem like somebody reached into their inner being, pulled out their soul, uh, and then just crushed it in front of them, and they're fine with it.
2: Well, Jan Brewer, she was very, uh, you know, she loves Sheriff Joe. Sheriff Joe Arpaio, that terrible schmuck who should be in prison forever in that prison that he created, that hell world. Uh, Called you know what is the tent city? Tent city, it's disgusting. But yes, when uh, uh, Jam Brewer was on CNN's Jake Tamper, and uh, he asked her about you know if she would uh, take the Veep slot, she said, "Of course I would. I would be willing to serve in any capacity that could be help with Donald on it." Uh, to serve in any capacity that I could be of help with Donald, on.
3: Ugh. I don't know. She loves Donald,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Trump called her fantastic and a fabulous woman. Oh, fabulous! So fabulous. she's fabulous. Yeah, which is very nice. Uh, this Joni
3: Ernst, uh, first female veteran uh, to ever serve in the U.S. Senate. That's good. That's a big feather in her hat.
2: Yep, that yeah. is not not bad. And of course, now there's this also this woman Mary Fallon. Fallon. Now she's a Republican out of Oklahoma. She's a governor. And she is openly courting Trump. She desperately wants to be on the ticket. So there are a few women out there that have strong legislative experience that he could choose, which I think, would it deliver the female vote? No. I mean, there's no way he's going to do that great. But maybe it could erode a little bit of the massive amount of hatred that that women in this country have towards Donald Trump right now. So those are some possibilities for the VPs. I mean, he's,
3: and and of course, Newt Gingrich.
2: And of course, Newt, which if he brings Newt on, I mean, how amazing would that be? Because we get to talk about the moon colonies and a whole series of things. But what does Newt really deliver? I mean, can we imagine that uh, little squawk box there on the (laughs) VP ticket? I mean- it would be kind of bizarre to see him all around.
3: I mean, you know what? It's not the worst idea in the world because what Trump can come out and say, uh, he could say, like, listen, Washington's broken. Yeah, I've got an insider here, but I have an insider that got stuff done. Right. Because Newt Gingrich was, uh, you know, speaker in the 90s, mm-hmm. and, th- and things actually got done when Newt Gingrich was speaker of the House. Yeah. Uh, so he can say, like, listen, you say I've got no experience. I've got to get this guy. Not only does he have experience, but he has things. Uh, he has experience yeah.
2: getting shit done in a place that do- where things. Don't get done anymore. And you know it's interesting because what happens with Hillary? She needs to she needs somebody that that makes her look like she understands the um, somewhat irrational left in certain ways. Mm-hmm. But she needs someone who makes her look anti-establishment, less establishment. Trump desperately needs someone that assures us that in case of a uh, of a catastrophic global event, he's not just going to nuke everybody. <laughs> You know, and and someone like a Newt uh, would would be that for him. You know, I mean, Newt's um,
3: not the worst guy in the world.
2: He's not the worst. There's a great documentary uh, called two, in, in, uh, that took place in 2012 called Caucus. If you really want to see how he was caucusing in that election, I mean, it's fantastically hilarious. He is just a, you know, he's just a little penguin guy. <laughs> he's just out there with Callista working the trails, shaking hands, and uh, you know, he's quite quite uh, quite adorable in his own chubby. Disgusting, unique way. Of course, he was very close friends with Dennis Hastert, who is a pedophile. But <laughs> uh, you know, that happens. That happens to all of the best, huh? Uh, oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually, I, I want to bring up one thing. I
3: want to hear what you think about this, Roger Stone. Roger, yes. Roger Stone is a very vocal voice uh, in this election, and his uh, the last thing that he's come out and said. Uh, well, first of all, the reason why I brought him is because I typed in uh, Newt Gingrich, and the first thing that came up was Roger Stone on potential Trump VP. Pillsbury, oh no way. He said Pillsbury Doughboy, adulterer, and horn dog. <laughs> That's Newt. That's what Roger Stone is saying about Newt. Oh, uh, but, Newt. Ro- but Roger Stone's big thing now is that he's a, he's pegging himself as the next Hillary Clinton suicide victim.
2: Oh, they, is that right? He said, if I turn up dead, Hillary did it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> or it's my massive Coke addiction. <laughs> And he dies, just dies doing what he loves.
3: Well, actually, Stone, uh, Roger Stone, in a series of bizarre tweets, he actually called Newt Gingrich a horn dog. Really? <laughs> wow, that's even worse. Yep. And then he said, uh, he said, what's well, here, Stone wrote bizarre tweets imagining <laughs> horn dog Gingrich, promising former Republican presidential <laughs> candidate Herman Cain, quote. All the white tang he can tag. Wow. <laughs> well, you know what's very. <laughs> and Gingrich and, ta- uh, Gingrich and Kane trying to quote, double team Michelle Bachman.
2: Oh my goodness, that would be a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that Marcus would try to get in on it, but not to touch Michelle. That's for certain. Yes, and Roger Clinton—I uh, mean Roger Stone, he has been very, very vocal against the Clintons. Of course, he wrote a book, uh, Clinton's War on Women, and there was just that article about this person that the Clintons gave $2 million to from the Clinton Foundation. Her nickname was The Energizer, yeah. and she would come over uh, and see Bill about 20 minutes after Hillary left. I don't know what they were doing. But either way, the Clinton Foundation gave her $2 bucks. There is. This is going to be a massive... Massive scandal follow this Clinton Foundation scandal because it could really really uh, derail her entire candidacy it this is bigger than the email thing I mean the amount of money that that uh, foundation has made is insane and the but they've done nothing yeah. what is the Clinton Foundation it's just it's just a it is a uh, it's just a money laundering machine yeah so that'll be very interesting, and Roger Stone is all over that mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so now this is a, okay, no, this is a story.
3: <laughs> I gotta read a couple more Roger Please. Stone tweets about Newt Gingrich because, oh boy, did he go on a bit of a tear? Uh, he said, listen to this. Why does Newt look like a wax pear that sat on the radiator too long? <laughs> Just asking. Just asking.
2: He's spitballing. Everyone who likes Trump and Trump himself are spitballing. Just a suggestion.
3: Gingrich's Secret Service code name: Doughboy. Separated yeah. at birth, Newt Gingrich and the Pillsbury Doughboy. We get it. He looks like the Pillsbury Doughboy. How could you get any wider than Newt Gingrich? He thinks Wonder Bread is soul food.
2: Oh, my God. That <laughs> is kind of soul
3: food. Fact. People don't vote for fat candidates. Hashtag Taft. <laughs> they did vote for Taft.
2: Some did. Um, that's amazing. I want to read. Now, Marcus, do you know, is the American Mirror dot com, is that a real website or is that fake? I would very much guess that it is fake. You think so? Let me look this up, but. Because there is an article on here that I found. It's, it's uh, written by Sally Miller and it's called Hillary and her coke habit. I would guess that. Can you tell me, because if it's not, it's probably the greatest article I have ever read in my entire life. And I kind of wanted to share it with mm. the audience.
3: Reflections on... Well, I mean, they do have a big banner ad that said that says support the Hillary for prison fund
2: oh i see
3: they let's just say they're probably a little biased it looks like they are real <laughs> it, it does it does look like they're definitely real uh okay. i mean i mean here's a they but they do have a big story christina aguilera hillary stared at my chest
2: that was a real story that's a real story and, you, and there's a picture of it she is checking her out all right so i just okay then i will read a little bit of this story okay so if you want to google it yourself sally miller Hillary and her coke habit. Okay. So this is, uh, she's talking about, like other men I've known, Bill Clinton fantasized about it, having a covey of females, all with full breast, shapely long legs, and tight, eager vaginas in bed with him.
1: Tight, <laughs> eager vaginas?
2: Yeah. Oh, I, fucking
3: I, tight, eager vaginas? Tight and
2: eager. Eager. They, they want the job. God.
3: The- <laughs> I don't know. There's one thing I never want to hear a fucking vagina described as is
2: eager. Well, it does like, mean- Oh,
3: look at that. That woman looks like she's got a fucking... Eager pussy.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> but that's good. So, after watching his bedmates kiss and fondle each other for a while, then he joined, and so he wanted to have a threesome. Uh-huh. So, okay, so she's talking about, she says, When I asked Bill if he shared his fantasies with Hillary, he laughed. This is apparently a conversation she had with Bill in the 60s or 70s or 80s or 90s. Now, Either way, who is this woman? Sally Miller. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I literally don't know. But the story is amazing. <laughs> so, when I asked Bill if he shared his fantasies with Hillary, he laughed. said, What a joke. Sex is a Wasted time to Hillary when we were dating she talked about making out with her girlfriends in college because she knew it turned me on Hillary seemed worldly and more sexually experienced than me and at that time I liked it before we married I got her pregnant and she had an abortion <laughs> This is all what he's telling her, apparently. <laughs> this is written in the in the American mirror. It's yeah, gotta oh, be true. Yeah, totally. Yeah, before we married, I got her pregnant and she had an abortion. It bothered me because I didn't because it, because I didn't know about it until it was over. Then several months later after the wedding she slipped up again because she was too lazy to take the pill. Hillary hates kids. She was one nasty bitch when she was pregnant. <laughs> my god, for nine months she made my life a living hell and blamed me. This is what Bill Clinton's talking about Hillary. She's a damn frigid bitch (laughs) who prefers (laughs) women. She won't
3: won't even compromise and be bisexual. All I hear is how much she despises penises.
2: (laughs) She thinks they're fucking ugly like snakes. I mean, it's like... What Ugh. it's okay. Then she says, "Bill mentioned the only time Hillary gets aroused or agree or agreed to play sexy is after she snorts coke. But even then, she's rigid and she's rigid and frigid. Ugh. Hillary goes ape shit crazy. I mean, screams, hits, and cusses, c- and cusses if I touch her breasts. Right after we started fooling around, she warned me to stay away from her tits. Even telling me, if you want to, if you want to nurse, go home to your mama. Ugh,
3: God." <laughs> I mean, she's. Who is she doing? She.
2: Do- I mean, I mean yeah. no. This is from. Okay, this is what Hillary despised. Uh, Bill's brother Roger, as well. Uh-huh. But she had a nice time with him since he supplied her coke habit. This is according to a oh, Sarah Miller. That's well, great. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, but Susan there's Miller- nothing I want to do more after doing a whole shitload of coke than fuck. Yep. 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 And then, of course, uh, you know, Roger Clinton was charged with uh, with and convicted of cocaine related offenses in 1985 and pardoned by Bill in 2001, which I have to say, if you're Roger Clinton. You're like, get me the, out of here! <laughs> what what took you so damn long?
3: Oh, you can't you can't pardon your brother for cocaine in the middle of an election. You wait till the, the president. The end. That's those last minute pardons they always talk about. Last
2: minute pardons. Yeah, all right. So Bill talked about Hillary taking off work lots uh, lots of times, despite uh, desperate to find Roger. She cursed Roger. Or she cursed at Roger, but at the same time she had to be nice since he was the only source for coke. Like I just said, I recall Bill saying everyone, including my staff people at the law firm, even friends knows Hillary's a cokehead, but that's okay. We tolerate Hillary on coke, because without it, Hillary's a raving maniac.
3: I mean, it's just the tone of this. Like, my God, we've had to borrow money to replace lamps, chairs, all kinds of valuable shit in the governor's mansion just because of fucking Hillary's temper. I've had to take Chelsea outside many times to keep her out of Hillary's line of fire without her fix. Hillary's
2: hell Hell on on wheels. wheels. I mean... (laughs)
3: Oh, right. it's, like some, it's like some
2: frat boy talking about his horrible girlfriend. With it, it, It's a legitimate <laughs> article written by Sally Miller for the American Mirror, which is on the internet. So it has to be... Very real.
3: Oh, yeah. Sally Miller. She said, Bill Clinton snorted Coke off my coffee table. And here's a picture of her showing the coffee table that <laughs> Bill Clinton snorted co- snorted Coke off of. It's got to be it, real. i keep it. I'd keep a Coke. I'd keep a table, and every time, it's a great conversation piece. Every time someone comes in, it's like, yeah. no, Bill Clinton snort Coke off that. That would be very good. Yeah, because it seems like all she likes to talk about is how much she hates the Clintons.
2: Yeah, and how much they love Coke. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, what an election. The internet ruins everything. Yep. So this story, I mean, take it with a massive grain of Coke. Oh yeah.
1: Uh, just <laughs> and, even...
3: and she wraps up the whole thing, the last uh, paragraph. I may not know men, but I know women. I speak from experience. Hillary Clinton is a fake. If you can prove otherwise, I'll kiss Hillary's caboose.
2: Yes, and there's a video of her pointing out where exactly where Bill snorted <laughs> on her wood table. Uh, so that's kind of fun. All right, yeah. so I guess we'll just wrap it up. Let's wrap a fun, it up. Fun episode, Marcus. Yeah, great episode, man. It's good to be back. <laughs> good to have you back. It's very nice. So, uh, yeah, those are some possible VP picks. Let us know what you think on the Facebook page. I really think Hillary, just to, just to wrap her up, I think Hillary's got to get Bernie, and I would not be surprised if Trump goes with, with an insider, such as a newt, or with a uh, with a former governor who is a female Joni Ernst, who is a senator, uh, somebody, someone that just you know makes him seem more palatable to the opposite gender. Yeah. I'm thinking uh, no way in hell Jam Brewer. Jam Brewer's, Jan Brewer's too, a nightmare. She's a nightmare. She's yeah. too
3: crazy. She's going to every progressive voter that might have come over to uh, Trump's side from the Bernie camp yeah. uh, would absolutely, uh, would not go, they would not vote. They just would not vote.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, all right, so Hillary Franken... 2016. I'm going to love it. Yeah, it'll be amazing. Um, all right, find Marcus Parks on Instagram at Marcus Parks. You can find him on Twitter at Marcus Parks. You can find me on Twitter at Ben Kissel. Still don't have my Instagram passwords, so I'm not on that. <laughs> um, that's about it. Keep on supporting all the shows here on CCR, and we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye.
3: For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com.